Welcome back to another episode of Ready Comics Roll. If you enjoy what you're hearing, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm the hero for fun, Anthony. I'm the Dark Iron Dwarf, John. By Murden's Beard, I'm Mike. And joining us today... Is the Chaotic Force, Sin. You remember in episode two, when I had brought up a Star Wars game and running the classic Star Wars D20 universe? Yeah, and then... Well, and then we got into the Know Your Role, and I was thinking we could start a D&D campaign. Well, we haven't done that in a while. Exactly. We did say we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly my thoughts. And so I kind of dusted off some old books. I mean, I'm talking like some second edition old books and found an old campaign that I had written up um, from years and years and years ago. And I figured I would adapt it to 5th edition and the more modern era of D&D. Um, also with some side notes from other things that I have, you know, watched and just kind of been part of through the years. Um, so this is going to be part old school, like Ravenloft D&D meets Game of Thrones meets, like, Sinbad. <laughs> So you're trying to make this like as mainstream as possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I want to appeal to everything that's modern. And... I want to be completely relevant in these modern times. Wait, <laughs> Sinbad modern. Sinbad is always relevant, sir. <laughs> you want to do like you want it, the setting to be like a pirate setting? Or well, no, it's not to... really pirate setting. It's more of the fact that the the. Original D&D setting that I had was very much Forgotten Realms. And at the time, Forgotten Realms was a coastline. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a whole fledged out map back in uh, the early iterations of Forgotten Realms. Okay. Um, it was literally just the Sword coastline. So this kind of mirrors that in some regards. But I wanted a more political atmosphere. So I'm setting a lot of the game inland. Oh, you want political? Then you got this one over here. <laughs> it's going to fuck up all politics. Listen, what it comes <laughs> down to is since you said Game of Thrones... Obviously, we're going to be playing this shit deep, alright? <laughs> and all I know is freaking Eddard Stark over here is going to die the first issue. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's true, it's true. I'm too, I'm too trustworthy. I'm trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and it's going to get me killed. Right, probably listen, will. M- murder sword over here is probably just going to be like a Lannister fucking the, the, up shit. The proper term no, no, no. is murder no, hobo. No, no, no. Murder hobo. No, no, no. No, no, no. I will not kill everybody. I have a list of people I want to kill. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to be Arya Stark. So both Starks, okay? <laughs> and, and then you're going to have someone that's actually more on the political front. So, you know, I'm almost like a little finger, okay? <laughs> and I'm not are trying you, to play uh, that off because I'm a dwarf. Fuck yourself. Little <laughs> <laughs> finger is the master of games. <laughs> he is Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> of Game of Thrones. <laughs> except, I would have thought you more except, like Varys. <laughs> except, for he, except for he played himself. Well, okay, we're not going to go turn this into do... a Game of Thrones cast. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back on the ship. Oh, well, I was say, but you being a, you being, you know, a, a stout dwarf, I was actually thinking you'd be more like a John Baratheon. Maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> or at least well maybe cool. on the battlefield. Yes, yes. Warhammer in hand. Again, I'm going to the dwarf weapon. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All the tropes. All the dwarf references. <laughs> but either way, so you want to mix in um, definitely a lot of modern feels to the D&D fit that, fit that system. So you're literally going to create the your own landscape. Well, again, like I said, the, the landscape is pretty much built. The, the thing is, is renaming a few things here and there because i had used a lot of like trope names um and i want to kind of not lean so hard on the tolkien (laughs) okay so i've changed a lot of the names around it i'm also refitting some of the uh political structures just to make it more games of thronesy um mainly mainly for well mainly for you i want (laughs) i want there to be more of an intrigue plot and that that's always been one of my favorite things to do is intrigue plots. It's what I used to love to do in Star Wars. It's what I still love to do in D&D. Um, so a lot of this is going to have to do with the fact that the races have become more divided in in my timeline. Well, that, that, that brings up a good point. Um, if you're... Are, are you going to have the full landscape of... D&D races. Yes. Um, so you're going to have your orcs, your elves, your dwarves, your any kind of shit that goes down. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what? <clears throat> and maybe this might be going too far into it. And I haven't checked out the 5th edition um, system. Do they have any kind of um, change up for people that want to be a dragon folk or something well, like that? Well, uh, 5th edition doesn't include dragonborn and tiefling. Those are the two like uh, things that they kind of kept from 4th ed. Mm-hmm. Um, however, thankfully it doesn't run the same way 4th Ed does. This isn't, you know, World of Warcraft with dice. Um. Not to mention, there's always the inclusion of homebrew, which, I mean, we are even going to feature, like, the House of Homebrew and videos like that, where you can, there's going to be things that can be created, and if Mike so chooses, added to this campaign. Yeah. Are I, I shark people on this one? No. Uh. I am going to stick to, I'm going to stick to the vanilla human that everybody gives me shit about. Because I know the Squalosone shark people race is just too much for, I guess, what he's going for, despite, you know, there being tieflings and other stuff. Whatever. Whatever. Because <laughs> if a shark and a human mate, I don't think it ends well for the human. <laughs> so, no, they, shark people race they, just doesn't make sense. It does, because they're not shark... They're, they're shark people, but they're not shark people. It's, so not, it's not like it, 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 Oh, wait, so it's, it's shark. It's, it's shark. It's like rat folk. You didn't get rat folk sharks, by ha- Sharks. It's, it's sharks. sharks. <laughs> it's sharks that mated with merfolk? No. So you didn't get rat folk by having, you know, rats banging people, did you? <laughs> well, you had rat kin that banged people, which got you rat folk. There, there is, a, there is all. It's an inner, it's an interspecies thing. It's like halflings wouldn't exist without dwarves and humans, and half elves wouldn't exist. Okay, without so humans then yes, at one point or another, humans there just was, like to get their groove like on to, with everything. Your vanilla ass likes to apparently just freaking hey, come on, it's a party, <laughs> orgy ships. We're going back to the orgy ship. <laughs> and, and remember, back before fifth ed, or fourth ed made dragonborn like a a, a, a freaking thing. Half dragon was the race. No, I remember because dragon dragons like to polymorph themselves into humans and then the humans do, do their thing. Yeah, exactly, because because humans will sleep with anything in the D anD D world. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. Pretty much. Um, but going back to you know the the system itself, um, 
give me a little bit more of an example for what has changed up and what's going on well, with the fifth edition. This is this is where I this is where I stray away from Pathfinder, and this is the main reason why. Pathfinder still allows a lot of the inclusions that third edition did, where there's way too much of stacking upon stacking upon stacking. I'm I, I'm just pointing out that with third ed, you could build someone who is just a master tripper, and that's all they did in combat. Well, so, that's if, if, if the person's an asshole. And this could well, be a whole cast and self with you and I debating over Pathfinder. Because I, being a huge Pathfinder fan, and you were Well, that's because really you're wrong. But, oh, <laughs> I, if, if memory serves me right, <laughs> and there's a whole episode dedicated to this, you, sir, are the one who are wrong. No, no, no. You have control over the naming of episodes, so... <laughs> Which thusly makes me right, and you're wrong. <laughs> Remember, once it's written in stone and put on the internet, oh, yeah, it is yeah. true. Because <laughs> um, we all know nothing's wrong on the internet. <laughs> I can concede your point that if somebody wants to do that, that's based on the player. Like it, 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 you have the option to do so. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean that's how it always is. That's if well, you have somebody who's a dick as a the, player and the, wants to do that. The other issues that I had with Pathfinder and again Third Edition, and this even kind of stayed with 3.5. 3.5 did fix a lot of it. They they fixed monks to some degree. They fixed rangers to some degree, but they still kind of lacked something that made them unique and not just the combat monsters that warriors were. Which is why I liked Pathfinder, because then it refined characters It really didn't. It did the same thing. No, no, no. It it literally did the same thing. It was 3.5 just with some slightly tweaked numbers. It It made monks hit miss, like, their last flurry of blows. That was the only thing that really changed. Well, no, they also greatly made... They made paladins a lot more viable. Everybody says that, and I still don't see it, because paladins are still one-trick ponies. And then, then thus why he's wrong, because everybody else can see it except for Mike. No, it's not so much I'm honestly still waiting for a system that is comparable to what the the paaladin crusader is for Diablo. When they finally do something like that... that, That's again why I kind of like 5th edition, because... They have given paladins more things to do, not just smite evil, and they don't just, you know, get more dice on smite evil every level. It's not the same thing as it used to be. The, and also you can have, with 5th Ed, you can actually have paladins of any alignment again, which wasn't a big thing with Pathfinder. If you essentially made a paladin of anything other than lawful good, it was a knight, not a paladin. Um, no, there actually was. And this came with later books, with the Advanced Players book and then other stuff like that. You had the ability to do it. So if you want to say from base book, as far as player handbook for 5e, then sure. But to say that you couldn't do a period, that's well, not... Well, you can you can do anything, period. <clears throat> this is We're talking about a game where you're running your imagination. Literally, I could probably build any, no, any no, superhero saying, into d Without building. And the, without homebrew. Well... I was going to say, with with experience, uh, I think it was 4th edition, maybe, or or 3rd edition. We don't talk um, about 4th edition. Well, no, <laughs> then it, I think it may have been 3rd edition. When I went ahead and I personally did um, my Paladin, we ran... Uh, I was in a game that lasted for about a year, and there was a lot of different stuff that happened throughout the game. Um <laughs> The it turned into an ascension of gods, if you were, and then by the end of the game, I wanted to kill my DM because it was all a dream. So, but that was the game. I'm not that Jeremy. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, that was the game that got me really into the Paladin class for what it was going for. But then as the game even progressed more, it just kind of fell flat because of being the one-trick pony. You're either on a on a horse charging at something or you are smiting something. And then even then it's kind of whatever. But um, I'm just saying for the system itself without doing a homebrew, I can understand that. Yeah, well, that, and that's another reason why I'm, uh, again, for for the setting, I'm tweaking certain things for classes like Paladin and Monk. Um, well, we established that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're doing, from what it sounds like, high fantasy? Or are we talking mid-fantasy? Is it high magic, low magic? This is mid-range magic. There, I mean, magic is, it exists. There are, there are cities of, like, mages. There are towers of mages kind of things. But the mages are kind of outliers in the, like, political spheres, typically. Um, so, and it's mainly because of the power that they wield. They, they choose not to align themselves with anyone directly because they could literally sway. I think this is a bigger question besides the political atmosphere because political atmosphere is always going to change from uh, city to city, kingdom to kingdom. Um, this is the bigger question, okay, is how much of the world is actually known? Because that's going to be how big the world is this to is, this like this yeah. campaign. Um, so the the setting that I have the or the part of the world that I have right now is the what's known to this realm. Um, so this is the Sumari coastline. Uh, the Sumari continent is much larger. Um, however, there is a mountain range that splits the coastline from the eastern section of the continent. And are we going to have a map? Like, uh, how, how are you designing this world? Um, I'm using um, Hexographer and Dungeonographer for uh, the map layouts for both the, like, content- continental map as well as the actual dungeon maps. So with Hexographer, I right now have the full coastline redesigned because I had it drawn up in like a hand drawn thing for it. It, like, it was in a book of a. Did you have little old... stick figures on it too? <laughs> I am here. There you go. Look, he has a hat and sword. Uh, <laughs> no, no, there were no people on the map. It was just oh. cities and stuff. It was just structures. Um, but it was it was actually in a uh, second an advanced second edition Dragon's Compendium book. So the. Premise is I want to work in the political stuff. I want to work in the work in the intrigue, and I obviously I can't go too into it as I'm trying to leave that more of a mystery. But there will be houses, though. There, well, there, there. What it's going to be is that again, like I said, the races have become more divided. There will be um, specifically uh, human houses. There will also be uh, dwarven kingdoms or dwarven keeps. And then there will be... Um... Don't look at me when you say those words. <laughs> I've never played a dwarf in my entire I life. I play dwarf all the time. <laughs> I know. Um, and then there will be uh, breaks of factions in the elves. But essentially it will be more of a story of like why the races have split. Why, if you guys are a party of eclectic... Uh, grouping why that still works kind of thing because not every member of every race still hates the other races it's just the 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 kingdom factions have actually splintered so i'm sorry to interrupt but um so when you talk about like the races and how they're split are you going to essentially have just one singular 
race for people to play or can they do actual hybrids? Well, everybody can uh, everybody can play any player's handbook race. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I don't really, I, I, I haven't gone into buying all the books yet, which is a... <laughs> a feat on its own. Yeah, a feat on its own. Um, even for 5th edition. There are ways. <laughs> yeah. Donations, anyone? Out. Yeah. yeah. No, um, that's not what I was referring to. Yeah. Arr. Arr. Um, but 5th edition, again, has been out for a few years now. So, again, we have the train of books and campaign settings. Unfortunately, they have not done what they used to do, where literally the only way to find certain things is to buy every book. A lot of the stuff you can find in free PDF files on Wizards of the Coast website. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think um, I hate the days of having to build a library in your backyard just to house all the books for yeah. uh, a in addition, like that addition. <laughs> yeah, I will give Wizards of the Coast this. If you're just looking for sometimes very specific information, either on a class or a race or what have you, they're at least kind enough to give you those little pieces uh, for free. Versus yeah. just like, no, you got to buy books. That's it. There's yeah. the only way you're going to get any of this stuff. So, and a lot of the a lot of the side books that aren't the uh, Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and the Monster Manual are now all campaign settings. Like, you have a campaign setting that is essentially Ravenloft. You have a campaign setting that is essentially Forgotten Realms. You have another one that's very much um, Mistara, I want to say, was the campaign setting. I think it was actually Grey something well i was gonna say if uh anyone out there actually knows all yeah, the campaign I... settings you can actually <laughs> drop it in the comment below to give us a little bit of insight so a lot of the idea here is to build upon all the all the different realms but i'm going to use the deities from forgotten realms because i know them the best and i'm going to tack in a few of my own which we'll get into more when we're actually building characters and stuff like that for this but the whole of the setting is going to be whatever races you guys play are going to fit into the party is is fine because again it, it, not all the races hate each other like it's mainly the kingdoms and it's mainly the leaders of the kingdoms that have caused these great rifts through either breaking trade agreements, through uh, backing out of uh, protection deals, political assassinations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a kingdom isn't necessarily going to be race-driven. It's going to be every single race, almost in every single kingdom, just about. Um, And so... I mean, you're not going to see a lot of... Uh, humans in some of the Dwarven Kingdoms, because the Dwarven Kingdoms are typically in mines and underground, but you'll have, like, halflings and stuff. So then you might have these hubs, I guess we'll just refer to them as for just for a moment, these hubs for each of the player races, but then a lot of the other cities we might visit or yeah, whatever there will, be, will be more melting pot. Yeah, type, there, there will you know, be so trade that. cities and stuff like that that have ignored the Kingdom's rules and shit like that. So on the kick just, rocks and did their yeah. own thing. Kick rocks, we're a trade city. We need to still trade with the dwarves. We still need to trade with the halflings. We still need to trade with the half orcs. We still need to trade with the dragonborn. That kind of thing. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. So, how do you plan on assembling the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was I was actually thinking of stealing from um... the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be this. No, this is going to be no. this goblin by the name of Coulson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he goes around in this really cool pimp suit, and he's just like, listen. I need to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I was actually thinking about stealing from Elder Scrolls. 
I was gonna put you guys all in a wagon to your deaths. <laughs> you know what? I'm, not, I'm I'm cool with that. that I, I, I I like the idea of. Well, uh, look, Anthony's character is always righteous. He doesn't do anything wrong. I, so, that's not true. But the thing no. is, that's not true. <laughs> the thing is, is even even righteous people stark. can be even <laughs> righteous shut people your mouth. <laughs> can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So then Anthony will be framed for something he didn't do. I still I have that, money that, that on him being dead in the first like episode or two. So if you want to, <laughs> also go ahead and place your bets. Yeah. In the comments. <laughs> I'm Anthony's first character. <laughs> oh, man. So I can prove you all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That'll be like a side thing. We will literally have like a chart board on saying who's the next to go. So we we know you're going to be a dwarf. <laughs> I'm oh, going to be a human. <laughs> I mean, uh, Cindy, what are you going to be? I like you, to do half breeds. So you're probably going to go half elf again. Half elf, half human. You know, it's always conflicting within me. You know. Yeah, um, <laughs> but what about classes? Like, definitely, I go for ranger. I love rangers because they pretty much don't depend on anybody else. Yeah, which is funny too because fucking loners. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually whatever. Which is actually, I like people myself. Which is actually funny because like this is going to be what your second campaign. Well, actually, before we started hanging out, I uh, had uh, done a campaign before with some friends, and I was like, I'm still new to the whole thing. I'm still fairly new to it. I don't play as often as I would like, and I don't like how Mike was explaining everything. I'm I kind of like shit, you know. I felt like. Nah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to go stab things with arrows. <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, I love being a part of the whole, you know, environment and, like, creating this character and, and living within it. But I could not, right at this moment, delve into the, as elaborate of a detail of what I want to do with a campaign of my own. So you that's know? why it's better I'm than... just... I like being the pawn on the well, chess piece. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you, I would say... I wouldn't necessarily even go Murder hobo. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying it. Well, you're, you're the player type. You're not necessarily the DM exactly. type. Yeah. That, that, I think that's the real classification. Because, I mean, if you're doing your own stuff and murdering your own hoes, then <laughs> then you kind of have driven your your own direction. And unless someone's like, man, this bitch needs to kill some hoes. So I think you should kill some hoes. And then you go out there and kill some hoes, then you might be a but until you know, then, if you're like, real, I think we hey, need to save hey. the city, and then you're going out there killing some hoes, that's kind of your <laughs> own story-driven I, t- I, take, I take offense to the direction that you're taking this conversation, because <laughs> I'll have you know, prostitution is the oldest and most respected <laughs> professions out there, listen. and they need to make money too. Okay, okay uh, listen, well, how does it go, Mike? They're, they're only hoes... It, when when they're living, but if they're oh no, <laughs> they're... abort, 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 but so oh, this almost turned into a dumpster fire, <laughs> the biggest of dumpster fires, <laughs> just like the murdered hose, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not the one who's murdering hose. We got someone over here who's literally like, well, I'm gonna go murder some people. Like, I don't I mean, like that person's face. Yeah, and the, the beauty of it is. Is like then that's that's Mike's job to kind of rein you in, but without being a dick about it. Which yeah. is why I greatly respect people who tend to play DMs, because being a DM is is a a fine art to be able to go ahead and make the campaign enjoyable for the players, make sure they're having fun, make sure they're all involved. And if you have murder hobos, <laughs> making sure that they're not completely derailing the I'm campaign. I'm not usually a murder hobo. Oh my god, you completely derailed. <laughs> so the, the time that I know of you playing, which is almost like the first time, because that helped you create your character, uh-huh. you and your brother Mikey, is the two of you were just absolute trouble. This is the first time you guys played <laughs> Pathfinder. So it's not your first time doing a tabletop RPG, but it's your first no. time playing Pathfinder. Uh-huh. You you did well combat wise. 
Like the, I can just remember how many times you turn people into pin cushions, which is great. <laughs> that one how time you guys didn't even know there was someone behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all the hunters just like glitter dust, and it's like, oh, there's a person that bah, 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 bah. they're just full of air <laughs> dead before anybody could even really react. It was great. So combat wise, kudos to you. You did your job very well. Thank you. Outside of combat, however. <laughs> so the, the main story was, at least as far as the story arc Dan created, because Dan, uh, a friend of ours, who will probably be on here at one point or another, would always weave these great stories, and he's pretty good at keeping people on there. He, though, if you did try to derail things, he was a little bit of a jerk when it came to punishment. I got killed by a dire bear just because I was the person outputting the most damage, even though everybody else was taking turns whacking the crap out of it. It just focused on me. That's neither here nor there. Well, aggro. Yeah, it's, but... It's classic aggro. Yeah, but then you had a barbarian that did more damage, but because I did the most damage first, he's just like, that was the justification? No, shut your mouth. That's BS. You just wanted me dead. And so when it came to that campaign that he ran... The story that he had set up, the arc he set up for Mikey was, okay, well, you are a thief that's hired to steal this artifact. He failed gloriously <laughs> at it. So there was another thief who also had the same contract. He got it. So he's just like, crap. All right. Well, I need to figure this out. So as uh, John so eloquently put it when I tried to explain it before is he pulled a honeybee in. That's a Final <laughs> Fantasy VII reference. It's, uh, but he decided to take on the appearance of a woman. And he had very high uh, disguised self, and he also had a little bit of magic to play wait, wait, into I, this. Because I believe I forced him to dress up as a girl. I'm like, you know what? You lost it. You're doing it. You're yeah, doing because it. he wanted you to do it, but you're like, no, you're going in on this. And he basically was not able to convince you otherwise. So he had to take it upon himself. Because Mikey likes to pawn things off on other people. <laughs> <laughs> so he went there. And it was hilarious because he did a pretty good job at playing the role, except for then he tried to murder the guy, and that's where he kind of failed. Because apparently the guy knew the entire time, mm -hmm. and it's just like, yeah, I just wanted to screw you twice, which was such a savage line. Because <laughs> one, he beat him to the punch, and then two, they did their thing, except for he knew it all along, and he's like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> Literally. <No>. <laughs> 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 and so he takes the, uh, the the other thief ends up taking the item back to the HQ. guild, gets the money. So Mikey's so upset at this point, he's just like, "No, you and I we're gonna raid the guilds and we're gonna take the item." Okay, by mind force. you, let, let's talk about how Mister Self Righteous over here was not involved in any of it, and as it should be, because I would be dead like the two of you were. No, 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 no. But I we got revived. I got revived back. Remember? Yes, because Dan had to pretty much almost retcon the entire campaign. <laughs> We got in there, we fought off, me and, and my brother fought off two characters by ourselves, or not two characters, like an army of people by ourselves. Anthony was just like, but you guys are, what the hell's going on? Because you guys are like, <laughs> okay, well, you know, we, we were contracted to steal this item. Okay, listen, okay, well, first off, we were given either choices of, uh, we were given jobs, right? We were given yes. jobs. Anthony's like, I'm going to go work in the mines and make everybody like me. No, and I didn't say make everybody like me. And actually, no. everybody hated me because I did the job too well. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> like, shark, like, shark people taking their germs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my brother, being the thief, was like, well, fuck it. Let's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, well, just screw it. Let's just do all this stuff. And, you know, I'm going to take this job and try to get this. And I'm like, you know what? bump it i'm gonna do it too we're gonna do this together as we bicker together <laughs> so they basically played the same characters in game as they are in real life <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
I'm going to slap the shit out of my brother. Come at me. <laughs> Fight me. I got you. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was great. We took on each other. We took on those guys. Like, Which you didn't need to because that was your whole idea. It's like, okay, well, we screwed up this job. Well, we and didn't we'll steal be, the item we didn't to want to sell it back and be like, to oh, them. Let's just like sit around on our thumbs and work the mines like this one over here. Hey, who brought gold to the table? <laughs> it doesn't. But we also did our job trying to get no, to the main. You we wanted to get. Died. We had. A, we had to get that thing. We had to get that vial. That was the main thing. Get the vial. Get out of there. Yeah, but the plan is just barging through the front door. That's why I was like, no, no, that's a dumb plan. If you guys would have been more subtle about it, I may have worked as a distraction or done well, something else. Well, if the thief was, had, was the thief was smarter, we would have gotten it done right. Yeah, but you didn't, which is why I was not coming along. It wasn't, it wasn't self-righteousness. It's Mind like, you. This is a dumb this plan. Is a, this is a division of teams that you have to deal with, Mike, because there are going to be people who are like, I want to go fuck this thing up. And then there's going to be people, I don't want any part of this. This is Anthony. Can I just go get a job or something? <laughs> and mind you, we have this super ultimate destruction. Mega death chicken? We oh, had- I just had to finish that. <laughs> no, no, we did. We did. Because Alejandro wanted to be a half dragon. So the, the oh my god, line- you had a death chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. So and we, I was like, let's just work her into it. Come on, do it with us. But they're like, oh no, she's she's sleeping. We got to keep her asleep because she might kill us all. Screw it, kill us all. As long as you get what we get, what we need. See, this is why if you're playing a D and D campaign. You have to make sure the rogue is not only the smartest person in the group, but also the smartest per- person in any room he's ever in. <laughs> it's kind of the point. Like, there's one hilarious uh, campaign that Dan wasn't the DM in, and we had our friend Omar, and he was the rogue. And it was great, because his introduction is, we all came into this room, there was this noble, and he was just like, yes, welcome to my boat, I need to hire a bodyguard. He did the whole job. We ended up finding out... The, the guy was actually the rogue. And it was hilarious because the way we figured that out is because the actual noble came back. He was on vacation, but he had forgotten like his longbow or some nonsense like that. So he comes in with his guards and he's just like, what the hell? Who's that imposter? So then all of a sudden he rolls a bluff and he rolls it like a nat 20, which in skills doesn't necessarily mean that it is, but we house ruled that it works the same as combat. So he's just like, no, you're the imposter. So then the DM's just like, shit. So he tries to continue. He tries his hardest to go ahead and screw Omar over, but then he keeps doing roll checks. So it's just like, oh yeah, well, I have this Burke mark on my one ash cheek. So then all of a sudden, I'm just like, to Omar, I'm like, I say to the DM first, I'm like, is there like, you know, a, a candle and like some wine, anything around there? He's like, yeah, it's like right in front of Omar. I'm like, all right, Omar, burn a cork. And then go ahead and just rub it in the, in the shape of the birthmark. So he does, and he succeeds. <laughs> so there comes the point where the guards finally believe Omar. They arrest the noble, throw him in the dungeon, and then Omar grabs like a whole bunch of the uh, valuables and crap like that, and we all dip. <laughs> and that's that's the way a rogue should be played because that was absolutely hilarious. And like you said, are, are you taking the lessons? Rogue. We're just making. Well, no, no, no. She's <laughs> yeah. not, she's I was, not I the, rogue. the rogue. I was a ranger. She just, she just played like a rogue. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was, you know... Outside of combat. Inside of combat, she, she's on point. Yeah. I'll give credit what credit's due. For real. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. Okay. Are you waiting for a high five? Is no, I'm You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 she, she, she's trying to play it I'm off. Being, like, no, I'm being Puerto Rican and be like, yo, slow your roll. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh... <laughs> 
I don't know. So back this, to the main this, idea. Yeah, this, is, this is what you're gonna have to deal with, Mike. Just remember, I, I've had to deal with worse. Uh, how many players are you trying to get in for the campaign? I want five. You want five. So you have obviously the three of us here. Yeah. Um, pending your schedule. Yeah, that's um, a, always the fun part with players is you always right. have to work around everybody's schedule to make right. it work. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be obviously um, going out and trying to search for our last two participants for this experiment yeah. <laughs> walking around bring out to dead uh-huh, pretty much <laughs> i'm not dead <laughs> it, it, it turns into finding people who one i can deal with the way that they try to sideline things and two dealing with people who may not try to sideline things because I've, I've come across a few people who just love to run with the story there are a few times where i get that person that's usually will yeah. will will usually just kind of run with the story that's why I love Will. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to do, because I actually enjoy the stories being told, which is why I don't go around screwing things up. And I just go ahead and, okay, this is a filler arc. Let me go ahead and just mine until we get to the actual story. I like to challenge the DM, okay? <laughs> so have one already. I, I, <laughs> I, I've dealt with my share of murder hobos. Yeah. You, ha- you already know now you have one of each. The person who's dedicated <laughs> to the story and the murder hobo, who tries to derail everything. I'm not that bad. You are. I'm not that bad. How much homebrewed stuff are you going to allow into this? Um, that's gonna probably run on a case by case basis. I know he already wants to kind of homebrew. <clears throat> yeah, there's the a, a, brawler. There's no debate on being a human brawler. I've already revealed my character in class. Yeah, we're going to have to go over what that actually consists of. Um, the the big things is, is because I mean. She's not super super experienced as far as my as far as my knowledge goes, but she's at least experienced. So I was thinking we just start at fifth level because that gives you guys a little nice. bit of adventuring under your belt. It also makes it to where yes, a group of guards could apprehend you. Still, I'd like to see them try <laughs> fight me <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're, Cindy's showing us a picture. It's uh, one of those meme pictures. On. It's Ranger. You don't have to be a hippie to live in the woods. Yeah. Bard, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> Druid, I've had discussions with trees that were less boring than you. Source, oh my god, he's got, a, he's got a tentacle for an arm. I'm a danger to myself and those around me. Yep, yeah, sounds about right. Wizard, kings alter the laws of man as they please. What makes you think the laws of nature are any different? The sorcerer, oh god, it looks like an eldritch horror. <laughs> Reality is just an opinion, one I happen to disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> Another ranger. If it has walked these lands, I can track it. If it hasn't, I will find it anyways. <laughs> I think that's oh, no, monk. the monk. Yes, I love the fact this is a barroom brawl, even though that's not really the monk way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. drunken monk. Yes, yeah, it's drunken monk. But drunken monk. But that's uh, that's you're looking back at three point five again and Pathfinder things that Mike doesn't like because he's wrong. <laughs> I can't afford a weapon, so I guess I'll make do. <laughs> I think that should be the la- oh no oh, with warlock. warlock. Yes, oh my god, what have I done? What? That's what it is. It's like it's like it's not even like real words. Yeah. Like, what have I done? As as they burn themselves, the rogue. the rogue. Oh God! Striking swiftly from the shadows. I really hope you die on the first strike. <laughs> It's so true though, because like you have the sneak attack, it does like a buttload of damage in that single strike, but then if and then after that it's just like I gotta hide. <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go. That's why you take blinding strikes, so you can get a second best damage. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that way, because they're blind, you can stab them from the front and it still counts as a backstab. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, I remember having, like, just a buttload of D6s and I just called them my backstab dice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Ah, the good old days. So, anyways, about the homebrew stuff, I, I'm I'm fine with certain things. I'm going to have to review what he wants to put out there because, again, I, I am tweaking monks because... Um, mainly it's all campaign setting stuff. It's like, um, I have a group of dragon monks that will not have flurry of blows. They will have, uh, essentially the old draconic sorcerer, uh, pathways. Yeah, see, so what you're doing with the monk tweaks is still going to revolve around magic and mysticism. Well, for the most part. Some monks. For the most part. Well, not necessarily, like, it, it... there will be a group that's more psionic based, there will be a group that's more magic based, and then there will be a, uh, the two other outliers are very much martial based. They're very much honed in on. Which is why I said the brawler could fit. We, we, yeah. we'll, we'll go over it, but I think you'll like what, what's coming up there. And it will be also shown here on the channel as well as part of the House of Homebrew. Um, to further elaborate, I know you're more interested in paladins. Um, I'm gonna try not to go paladin this one. Uh, Branching out! Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if I want to actually do something else. I was... I was kind of tossing out the idea to do a, a, a dwarven sorcerer. I thought that would be like really funny. <laughs> the, the, the look on Mike's face was very similar to my own. Like, a, what? <laughs> no, to be fair, I have played dwarven sorcerer before. It works. No, 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 no. I'd rather do dwarven like warlock. Warlock. Yeah, that'd be dwarven cool. warlock works really well yeah. because you get the 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 bonus con. So. It's yeah. helpful. Listen, raise undead minions to go steal that shit for us, and then we don't have to rely on your ass. <laughs> no, in combat, I am amazing, okay? That, that's fine. That's why I said no to steal something. Steal something. out of combat. Then it's a dead guy doing it, not you. Oh, I wasn't thinking so. Well, anyway, if they die, then it's, you know... They're already dead. Exactly. We would, nothing of value was lost. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna have name for my dead people. They're a value to me, sir. <laughs> oh, little guy. Okay. And this is how John created Larflees. Yes. <laughs> uh, that perfect template. Done. That's what I'm doing. Dwarven warlock name Larflees. <laughs> that works. You sure you don't want to be kobold? I mean, that that's more the that's more the aesthetic. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll get some stuff going. We still have time to kind of iron flesh everything out things. Yeah. So the funny yeah. thing is, if if Dan joins us, and that's that's a big if because uh, of scheduling issues, he was talking about bringing back his halfling barbarian. No, I'm sorry, gnome barbarian. Which to me is probably very exactly. This is the look on on, on John's face. No, no, awesome. I have to look down to see it. Though. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's that's not me going. Oh God, that's I, me literally just looking down to I try. Just, I just think of a child swinging, not even like a real stick. You but know, that's what makes it hilarious because he's done. This- <laughs> I think Link. But like hangier. <laughs> that's what makes it hilarious because you would think that. But I've seen the brutal efficiency that he has as a gnome barbarian of anything. That's what makes it even more hilarious. Because like anybody he comes up against, they're just like, Haha, get out of here, you small child. You must be lost. And then he just completely cleaves them in half. At half at the ankles. Yeah. So that'd be more like at the kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the tenths. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a friend that liked to play a gnomish uh, spiked chain fighter, which was a very 
interesting little build. Yeah. I'm moving around my head all the time. <laughs> so be in store well, for some interesting character creations that... Yeah, yeah this, this yeah. is going to be wild, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, we are going to try to figure out a way to record this, maybe even live stream at one point, so you can definitely find it here on our channel when we get to that point in time. Whenever we actually, you know, flesh out everything and also find the two other cast members that we're going to need for this... Little side project that we have going on. Right. Yeah, we're not trying to be the, the next critical role or adventure zone or anything like that. We're really just looking to have a good time, but we want to be able to share it with the rest of you. What are you talking about? I'm totally as handsome as Matt Mercer. Yeah, oh, about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> she said no. Damn. Matt Mercer is Bay, okay? <laughs> Mike's wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be called. This is gonna I be called. Say, I say it that way because my niece always says that this person's bae, so I'm like, aw. So that's why the title of this episode is gonna be Mike's Wrong 2. I like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't you compare yourself to Matt Mercer. Yes. <laughs> Ever. To be fair, I, I, Matt Mercer is a. It, 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 I am a huge fan. Like, I, I loved Critical Role. I Are love, you man crushing I thought we were talking about D&D, but instead you're just kind of like pouring your I, heart out there. Notice me, Senpai. Notice me. <laughs> <laughs> well, between, between him and Matt Colville, you would like Matt Colville. Matt Colville has a magnificent beard. So I'll, uh, I'll gush on his beard. He's, he's, yeah, you're going to gush on his beard. He's, he's, he's beardkin. Beard. <laughs> beardkin. <laughs> Let us... Join. And you as we record, beard. <laughs> the beard will unravel itself. I know. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh. Maybe, maybe I could call him up and get some beard, you know, tips. Beard Lustrous tips. Lustrous like beard yours. Tips. Lustrous beard tips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much that'll help. Anthony, who do you admire? Because apparently we got some secret crushes over here. Well, I don't even know the guy. But you just told me that he has a great beard, and I'm all like, yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 Nobody, remember? I'm vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> so, so vanilla. <laughs> Uh, but to get back onto the pitch, yeah, <laughs> very so, much like your campaign, this whole podcast has been derailed several times. <laughs> oh, be prepared. See, be this prepared. is this is your practice right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we are technically role playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is us talking out of our asses. Which is basically role-playing. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be the gist of what's going to happen. <laughs> Plus two people. Yeah. Plus two other people. Um, hopefully they'll rein you guys in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Dan apparently is going to chop people at the ankles, so I don't think he's going to rein people in. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just going to make people shorter. And he's usually, and he's usually stoic in battle, so he's just like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, this is going to go on. I could totally see that. Why does this guy never speak? And he just carries around like a sword that's bigger than him. Roll. And then he, yeah. <laughs> he I, took his ankles. That's what happened. I did that. It's it's dead now. <laughs> How does the cold shots work in 5th edition? <laughs> I got to know because if this is going to be a thing, I'm not messing with the gnome. So uh, <laughs> screw the rest of you. I don't care. I have skeleton guards. I'm not messing with the gnome. Because <laughs> you being a dwarf, he actually probably could chop you in half. In half, yeah. <laughs> we just got to worry about, like, you know, our shins and our kneecaps. You got to worry about you getting cut clean. He has to get through the epic beard. That's going to be my defense wall. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> dwarves have, dwarves from... have natural beard armor. Exactly. It's like, I'm from the Iron Tribe. What's so iron about it? My beard. It's a shield. <laughs> That's what's great about it. Uh, so... 
to not really, I mean, we'll go into the actual like way dice rolls and stuff are going to work, but they're, they're in fifth edition, they, they, they elaborated on what they used to have as advantage and disadvantage. So things like called shots have disadvantage when you're making the attack based on certain things. Also, the amount of disadvantage is a weird thing because you can have multiple levels of disadvantage. And it could also very much be DM discretion. That's yeah. just the one thing. To me, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I know what you're going with. It. Something Some DMs like to put in what that referred to as almost like an epic flair. So if something's coming to an end, you do a called shot, then you'll kind of give some kind of uh, elaborate description for a limit break. <laughs> and then someone's head goes smash. <laughs> uh, but I guess the one thing that kind of made me not so receptive to 5e at first is, I don't know, I'm getting like PTSD flashbacks of 4e. And just well, how it, they wowed the crap out of it. really run the same way. I know. They, they, it, they, it they, back they changed to... it. And I've, t- I've taken a look at it. I actually almost played a 5e campaign, but unfortunately that fell through. So I had to, the opportunity to read on the rules, make my character, and so on. And it is very much streamlined. I will say it, it, it's definitely great for people who are new to Dungeons & Dragons, who were intimidated by all the extra rules, the stats, and everything else that 3.5 or even Pathfinder had. Uh, and at the same time, to people who have played Dungeons and Dragons, it definitely makes things... It's more familiar. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, at first I was kind of against it, but the more familiar I've become with the system, uh, the, the more I've grown fond of it, and it, I think it, it will still at least be, be fun. Yeah. I'm still waiting for him to sell me. I mean, the only thing... I've sold myself on and <laughs> Warlock, okay? Especially if my partner is going to be a gnomish barbarian. Like, I'm sold. That's going to be my team. It's, I don't it's, know now, fucking... it's now a buddy cop film. Yeah, but like, <laughs> me and him will be a team. But I'm still... You still haven't sold me on the, the pitch yet. I'm still waiting for it. So... <laughs> For to to kind of sell you on the dwarven aspect of it, the the dwarves are in the midst of resisting the their their nearest um, ex ally, the humans. So <laughs> fight me. <laughs> oh, fights will be had. You won't be able to get through the beard. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. Fists of fury, son. Fists of fury. The Lame. Uh, nearest kingdom to the dwarves is a is a uh, an outlying human realm called the Fomori uh, uh, Fomori Empire. Um, the Fumari are essentially uh, think of uh, like uh, Asian, like in in the like that? well, <laughs> they they they're gonna be they're gonna be kind of like a shogunate in a way. Yeah. Like they the, it's they have an emperor. And they don't. So Japanese, they don't, like a Japanese. Well, very much, background. very much Japanese, Chinese kind of that um, empirical sense. And they they completely ignore all the other human laws. Like they they completely disregard the much larger capital city. I'm above the law. The much larger capital city the is the is the normal human is like the normal human domain of, of the the realm. But the the Fumari moved north to kind of break away from that that group of humans, and they have started their own empire. And they're they're led by their emperor and his essential like essential essentially his shogunate, all his um, generals and stuff that have gone out and 
suppressed the lands around them and have started to enslave outlying dwarves and gnomes and dragonborn. So <laughs> the look on the look on John's face. He's just like <laughs> squinting his eyes and looking very angry. There's, it's not real. It's okay. I'm gonna kill it's not them real. all and raise them as my army. <laughs> the 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 Fumari Emperor I'm kinda of setting up to be one of the, the major like uh, antagonists of the storyline, but there's going to be much more than him. Um, so he's kind of like the Lannisters, which we still have White Walkers that we have to worry about. Yes, in a, in a way. Because um, everything fantasy-based somehow goes back to Game of Thrones, even though Game of Thrones didn't start it. Yeah. Um, however, it's not It's not that there's a, uh army of White Walkers. However, there is a large army of undead. Um, My people! Again, so, so, wait a minute. So I'm good. White, White Walkers, but not White Walkers? And actually, they are in the snow, but they're not White Walkers. So, like, <laughs> so how are they not White Walkers then? That doesn't make any sense. Like, All right, I'm dubbing myself the Night's King. So, <laughs> I have won. Bow before your new king and his gnomish bodyguard. <laughs> Call him out, Dan. He's my new teammate. And there's a, and there's a northern tribe of barbarians that keep the uh, vast army of the undead back, but they're not the, the Night's Watch. The Wildlings! Come on! <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna scrap this idea, and um, so no, so no, Jay, uh, no, so, no. so Martin so no. doesn't sue us. We don't no, want to sue. no, he's totally doing this. So the funny thing is, is the entire time he was trying to sell us on a Game of Thrones campaign. That's why was, I was totally but, getting into but it. But he was he was trying to be subtle about it. Yeah. Like, wait, no, I've slowly. thrown subtlety like, out the window. Wait, we've, seen, uh, we've seen this episode before, haven't we? Uh-huh. <laughs> we've uh, read this story yeah. somewhere. No, the things that the things that do change it. In in regard to the Game of Thrones aspects of like having an army of undead beyond uh, essentially a wall of mountains in this regard. and having awesome cool people playing um, <laughs> main characters who die every week. So we're gonna we're gonna, start over here is the first one to go. <laughs> so we're all gonna have to make uh, bonus character yep. sheets. So when one dies, we can just revolve in the next so one. No, now exactly. we're going to American Horror Story because they always have like the revolt, the cast, the same cast. Yes, and then yes. So, like, every single every single new series, they just pull in them different characters. Let's roll it. Hey, out. you still want a job? All right, let's do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the 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 biggest. Uh, change is that the the White Graves, which is the waste north of the the Dwarven Mountain Ranges, um, is actually held back by a uh, magical uh, grouping of totems. Um, they're each the aspects of the tribes of the of the Northern Barbarians, and they they keep essentially the undead out of the the land of the living essentially the the realms of sumari um the undead in this aspect are not going to be as much of a major threat they're not a threat unless you have to go beyond the barriers which the living can pass through the the undead cannot as long as you don't go beyond the wall you'll be safe <laughs> <laughs> um it, it, it is kind Take of this it's dangerous out there <laughs> however there's no i haven't i haven't gone to the point of That's making not a like sword. a <laughs> This isn't this isn't Northrend. I haven't made a Lich King. This isn't uh, Westeros. I haven't made a Knights King. This isn't the. They're always kings. 
Well, yeah. Well, you have to have a king of the undead, but in, in this regard, I have. Do you though? Do you? The zombies? Yeah. Why can't there? Yeah. Why can't there be a democracy? What the hell? <laughs> you did say this was going to be modern. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I have taken some of the modern fantasy realms out there oh, and adapted that them. Yeah. <laughs> really, a democracy of undead. Have you met the undead? There, it's not. It's not a. It's not a uh, democracy. It's a single-minded entity. Ah, <laughs> hey. Hive collective. Yes. If you so will... now they're the Borg. So now we have uh, combined um, the Game World of Warcraft, yes. the lands of uh, games of the Games of Thrones, and uh, thrown in Star Trek. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Let's go with it. We're gonna roll with it. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay. We've kind of covered some of the stuff with the mapping. We have an idea of, you know, whether it's to be high fantasy, low fantasy, high magic, low magic, all that good stuff. We have a pretty good idea of what we're going to play as and what classes and other stuff's allowed. Even what homebrew is probably going to be allowed. Yeah, Home, Homebrew, I'm going to lean more for, like... The, I'll, I'll, I'm going to allow the classes kind of thing because I mean you don't have a choice. You completely <laughs> ve- you used your veto for Pathfinder, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. And it's like so, I'm going to do what I want. Now. So this is yeah yeah exactly. I'm going to create my ultimate. This is this is not me being self righteous. This is me being the douche for once. I am demanding <laughs> that I get to use my homebrew for this campaign since you would not. Go with Pathfinder. John Vito is human. <laughs> and I'll go shark person. Do you really want to go that route? Oh, no, no, I'd no, really rather no, Vito is no. shark person. Yeah. His human's less threatening. Um, <laughs> you, say, you say that now. You say that now. Um, however, for for races, I do kind of want to stick to Player's Handbook and some of the some of the like monster manual races that I kind of know how to convert already. Um, things like kobold, uh, goblin, you know, things that are, are pretty easy to... Before we have num-num. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is how we, uh, uh, what was it, Zug-Zug? What was the, what was the goblin that followed us around in Will's campaign forever? <laughs> oh, god, that was so long ago, I don't even think I remember the name. <laughs> We've had so many creatures along the way that... Did were... it have, like, a Wookiee life dead or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, John saved it and then turned a whole bunch of other goblins into slaves at some point. Yeah. What? Okay, first off, I was playing a hobgoblin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a hobgoblin. I went to go conquer a, a, a village of goblins, okay, somehow stopped, um like, some kind of sacrifice going on. So, inadvertently, I actually saved some goblins. And I was just like, alright, you know what? Let's erase this. I was here to conquer you people. But instead, you made me save you. I was kind of pissed. Okay? So, they started following me. And then, I was just like, no, 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 no. Plan B, enslavement. And they were for it. <laughs> so, I'm, see- I'm seeing, like, a running theme here. Almost every time I hear stories involving your characters, or at least the party you go with, you guys are supposed to be the heroes, but then you guys kind of become the villains. No, 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 that, no. That's no. all Seba's fault? When, when I was, when I played the paladin, I was the hero. When I played a, um, a hobgoblin fighter who eventually turned into a construct, oh, I was king. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just thinking of your history. You know, you have Doom. You have most I of like your, your characters. I like intellect. Okay, I'm getting kind of scared that you're going to have a powerful gnome 
As your so sidekick. He wanted and to play to, a diplomatic game. He wanted to play a diplomatic game. If you don't expect me to ascend to greatness, we're gonna have to don't take play. him down. We're gonna have to take him down. <laughs> I mean, he if might he not, might be the final boss <laughs> at the end of the campaign. <laughs> I am a warlock. <laughs> I studied you all this time. <laughs> I know your weaknesses. Uh-huh. I, I, forget, I forget, forget the Fumari Emperor. It's gonna be John. John's the final boss. You gotta love those campaigns when it actually shifts from I built this to be the big nope. He's the best. As soon as we hear the song, yeah, it's like it's the logical conclusion because then on top of that, you I mean you like the empire. Okay, first off, oh god, it's like freaking um, it's Final Fantasy Tactics, and that Pope ended up you're supposed to help him, and he's like all of a sudden, bless you, my child. Listen, we don't have to go. I'm just saying, I know my role. Do you know yours? Because if not, we'll assign it. <laughs> Cindy. And this is how John developed a cast system. But, yeah. <laughs> you know what to do. I know. Put, put his name on the list. <laughs> we'll put it somewhere where he won't know. Listen, with me, you have security. If you die, I'll res you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just know who side you're on. <laughs> He's dying episode one! <laughs> Why are you allowing yourself with him? Someone to slightly of Phoenix Feather and just like revive him. There's no Phoenix Downs in this game, unfortunately. <laughs> nope, 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 still costs gold. <clears throat> tons and tons of gold. Yeah. Unless you're with me. <laughs> just saying. Immortality. <laughs> you won't be yourself, but you'll be alive, technically. You'll be, you'll be- I agree dead. with everything I say, and if I tell you to do something, you will do it. Exactly. Now you're getting it. I, <laughs> it is. You'll have safety and security. <laughs> you'll, you'll be back, but you'll just won't have any kind of control over your thoughts or functions. That's all. I don't, listen, listen. There's there's multiple ways to live your life. <laughs> I can do what I say now, or you can do what I say when you're dead. <laughs> just remember that. The okay? oath of the necromancer. You, you, you compare me to Victor Von Doom. Thank you for that because, <laughs> because of the fact don't forget when victor von doom runs latveria okay yeah. latveria is peaceful it is getting its shit done it is that, that it place is. feels secure because the people love doom you do realize that every night doom has a law in which the kids need to drink a glass of milk before they go to bed just so they grow up strong um. if you don't want to be in my world Freedom. I, I'm on free minds, man. Fortunately, none of the children in Latveria are lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if they are, lactose intolerant is punishable by death. are weak. Quite literally, because as they imbibe, <laughs> well, this is why like the Cybermen are my biggest fear in Doctor in Doctor Who. I can't really because. They all think the same. They're I thought she said like Cybermen, and I thought this was going Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah. No, Big no. brain, little Cybermen. green guys. Cybermen. No. We have freaking the gnome. He's kind of close. So. Like, I yeah, could but deal- he's worth more than 10 Yamchas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so, to also kind of add in there, I want to know if there's anything you guys specifically want to see or do in a, in a D&D campaign. Not just the, the guys here around me, but also the audience. Like, I, I also plan on doing some uh, DM, GM feedback here and there. So, I want to know what everybody wants to see, what everybody kind of wants to do with their characters, essentially. Or what, everybody, what anybody has ever wanted to do in a D&D game. So, I mean, yeah, definitely in the comments below, 
kind of provide that feedback to Mike. You know, let us know what you think. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitch, so that way, when we do get this up and running, you can kind of follow along and even provide feedback in the chat, because we definitely will be interacting with all of you. With that being said, thanks again, Cindy, for joining us. No, you're welcome. Thank you for actually having me on here, and I'm more than welcome, or I'm more than happy to come back whenever you guys need something to talk about. Just random tangents about, well, you know. Well, you're comics. already you're already stuck for the game. We already have you down <laughs> on the list. Okay. Oh man, there's no backing out. Your soul has been signed yes, here, Ursula. <laughs> so yeah, so I, you know, hopefully the the blood oath has been taken. <laughs> so hopefully the listeners, you know, enjoyed our little banter with my added stuff, and you know. Words. Words. <laughs> words, 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 words. They're escaping my mind. Okay. So, but yeah, thank you guys for having me. And as always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and ding that bell to be notified of all future videos and podcasts. Leave a comment below and tell us your D&D stories. Tell us your favorite race, your favorite class, uh, even your favorite system. Reddit Comic Stroll now has a Discord server, so be sure to join and become part of the community. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Tumblr. Want to help Ready Comics Roll grow? Head to our Patreon site and become a patron today.